Well, what is up, everybody? How are we doing tonight? We good? Come on, y'all make some noise. There we go. Y'all about to learn a lot about noise at the end of this message, okay? So uh, anyway, I'm super excited about this message in particular. Um, I've been wanting to preach about this for such a long time. A lot of that probably has to do with my background. If those of you that, for some reason, you might not know me or know my background, I'm a musician. I've been a musician most of my life. I was a worship pastor for many years until we started this church. That's what I did. And so um, I, tonight we're going to talk about praise. We're going to talk about what praise does for your joy. So uh, we're going to end up a, a two-week series. This is a short little bitty series. And next week we actually have a surprise for you. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it is a special little treat. I'm super excited about it. So you're going to want to be here next week. It's going to be really, really awesome. Uh, but, uh, we started this two week series last week. We talked about the idea that joy doesn't come and find you. You have to go find it, right? Joy just doesn't happen. A lot of things in your life that kind of just happen. Joy is not one of those things. You have to go find it, And so last week we talked about maybe there's something in your life that's preventing you from seeing joy as an option. And we talked about a little bit about sin. We talked about maybe a secret that you've been holding on to, or maybe just a struggle that you've had that you've not shared with anybody before. And if we're, and the devil will use that in our lives in order to keep us from joy. But we talked about last week how we can really choose joy no matter what's going on. We also talked about how you can't be happy and guilty at the same time. You just can't. And we talked about how important it is for us to be in groups, right? And for us to be in community with people. I read a scripture a little bit ago and James talking about uh, that I read before we did our time of prayer. And uh, the next verse in that passage that I was reading actually says, man, this should be a regular practice. Confess your stuff to one another so that you can be healed and whole. How many of y'all wanna be healed and whole? Come on, everybody wants to be healed and whole. The only way to do that is to get in a community with people that know what's going on in your life. Because when you can say a struggle out loud, all of a sudden the devil can't use it anymore. So, man, we want to get you in a group. We have groups. They're live right now. You can go to our website, oasistn.church. They've started. They're going to go on for a few more weeks here, and uh, you can join a group that way. So go find a group that you fit into and, uh, and jump in there. All right, so tonight we're going to talk about more about joy, but we're going to be talking about the same one of the same verses we used last week. It's found in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 6, verse 10. Uh, and here's the deal. Paul is writing this. Paul is a dude in the Bible. He wrote most of the New Testament. Uh, the dude is a bad, bad dude. He's an awesome guy. And uh, he had the craziest life ever. But he, had, he was shipwrecked at one point, and then finally when he get, makes it to land, a snake bites him, and uh, he gets bitten by a snake. Then he makes it to a city, and there at the city, he gets stoned. And I'm not talking about like recreational stoned, like he was literally got rocks thrown at him, and he was uh, like beaten within an inch of his life with rocks several times. This guy had one of the worst lives possible, but he's so joy-filled. Here's what he says in 2 Corinthians. He says, I was sorrowful, yet... Always rejoicing. I was poor, yet making many rich. I had nothing, yet I possessed everything. Right? Paul was all of these things. He was sorrowful, he was poor, he didn't have anything. But despite all of that, he was able to find joy. And guess what? You can find joy too. Joy is available to you tonight. 
And here's what I know. I mean, I know a lot of us in this room, we struggle with anxiety. We struggle with really being joyful. And joyful is not being happy. Let me be really clear. Happiness is on the outside. Here's how I know they're not the same thing. Because you can be happy and you can not be joyful at the same time. Happiness and joy are not the same, but I believe God wants you to experience something on the inside of you to make you joyful. But here's what the Bible says. In Isaiah chapter 61, it says, I'm coming to give them the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I'm gonna give them the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. And here's the deal, this, this verse it's actually talking about Jesus. Um, it's talking about Jesus like hundreds and hundreds of years before he was born. And, and the, the writer of this was saying, hey, there's someone coming. And when he comes, you're going to have joy, right? You're going to be able to take off the spirit of heaviness. But the thing to get rid of the spirit of heaviness, notice what it says. It says it's a garment of praise. And it's not just for natural heaviness, we walk through things in life that are just naturally heavy, right? Like most of us have probably experienced the death of a loved one. That's a natural part of life, right? But I believe this verse, it's not talking about a natural kind of heaviness. It's actually talking about a spiritual heaviness. And here's the deal. I don't want to freak you out, but I'm going to tell you the truth, okay? I, I, I got to be a straight shooter with you, okay? But here's the, what I know is that there is a supernatural realm going on right now. There's a battle happening in this room right now, and we can't see it. And I believe the enemy, the devil, has demonic forces in the supernatural realm that affects your life. It's affecting your life right now. It's affecting my life right now. It's affecting your life when you get home. And it brings a spirit of heaviness. It's the type of heaviness that you feel like, man, I don't know if I can shake this feeling. I don't know if I can truly be happy again. I don't know if I can really handle this right now. That's because you have a spirit of heaviness in your life. Is there maybe some physical things going on in the natural world? Absolutely. And I believe, man, go get a counselor, go take medication, whatever you need to do to make it happen, make it happen. But there's also, make no mistake about it, a spiritual battle happening. And it's talking about this. It's talking about a spirit of heaviness. But notice what gets rid of the spirit of heaviness. It's a garment of praise. It's a garment. You have to put it on. It's like this shirt, okay? I'm not going to take this shirt off because I need to wear layers is what I've been told, all right? So, uh, but it's like a shirt. You have to put it on. It's not going to magically just come upon your body, right? Like it's in the closet. It's hanging on the hanger. It's within reach. You know where to find it. And that's the kind of picture that this is that this is painting, right? Like praise is something that you have to choose to do. It doesn't come find you. You have to go and find it. Just like we talked about last week. Joy is not something that just happens. You have to go choose it. The garment of praise is the exact same thing. To get rid of the spirit of heaviness in your life, you have to choose praise. And here's the thing. All right, this, this might make people feel uncomfortable. If it offends you, I'm sorry. I don't want to offend you. But some of you, you come in this room and you allow the things of this world to dominate you when you get here. And when worship starts, this is you. Like, I, it's too loud. I don't like this song. I don't know the words of this song. 
I believe that that's a spiritual battle that we fight. But what God talks about is putting on a garment of praise. That means when you don't feel like it when you get here, man, get your praise on a little bit. So we're going to talk about it a little bit. We're going to talk about putting our praise on tonight. And here's the deal. I want to, I want to say this at the, the front end. Worship and praise are very, very, very different things. They go hand in hand, but they're different. We're not going to talk about worship tonight, okay? I love worship. Worship is a part of who you are as a person. God is built into your DNA. Worship, you're always going to adore something. You're always going to want to kind of give your life to something. That's what worship is. And that is not what we're talking about tonight. You will always worship, okay? You will always worship something. But you have to choose to praise something. And so we're going to focus a little bit more on the praise because that's what's going to bring the joy. And some of you, you're like, man, why do we come in here and sing these loud songs? Why, why is it, you know, why do we have the drums and the guitar? What's up with the hand thing? Like, why are people raising their hands? All these things. Well, let me tell you, it's because all of that's in the Bible. And actually, the structure of how we do worship services is in the Bible. If you've noticed, if you come here, and probably 100% of the time you come here, we're always going to start with a fast song that talks about how awesome God is. And that's because this formula is kind of written out in the Bible. Here's what it says in Psalm 100. It says this, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Now, here, here, leave this uh, scripture up here for me. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And it's not that the, the, the word that this is using is not just like a, I appreciate it, thank you very much. No, this is like, oh my gosh, thank you so much, right? Like if I gave you a brand new Tesla right now, how you would respond to me is how we should be entering to the courts with Jesus, right? Like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe, I get to come in here. I get to be in God's presence tonight. I get to, like, that's the type of excitement that this is painting. And it says this in Psalm 95, it deals with praise and it deals with worship in the right order. And this is how we do it. It says this in Psalm 95, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Come on. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. All right, so we got music, we got song, and we're gonna come in here with a loud first song. We're gonna come in here and we're gonna change the atmosphere in this room. But then a little bit further on in this chapter, it moves into worship. It says this, come. Things have calmed down a little bit. We're not shouting. We could be shouting, I guess, but we're not going crazy. We're not jumping a little bit. We're a little calm. It says, come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if only you would hear his voice. You see, things kind of settle down a little bit. And because we praise first, it enables us to worship in a more authentic ways. You see, when we praise, the walls that we've kind of built up throughout the week are torn down. You come in here, I'm telling you, I know, because I come in, I'm the pastor of this church, and I come in here with a spirit of heaviness sometimes. Today, one of those days, come in here, I came in here, I had a spirit of heaviness. Had some stuff happen this week, just in our personal lives that wasn't fun, and uh, some things going on in my brain all week, struggle with some stuff, with anxiety a little bit, and uh, it's been a long, long week. I come in, just like you, with a spirit of heaviness. And what happens when we choose to praise when we get in here, 
those walls start to kind of tear down a little bit. God is able to start to chip away at that part of our lives a little bit. And uh, man, I'm telling you, I told Stephanie, I can't wait to get here today. I don't care if I'm the only person in this room, I'm gonna praise today, I need it. I need it, and you need it too. You need to come in here and make the choice to praise God for who he is. But here's my fear, okay? My fear is, is that we will become a church that is more comfortable with worship than we are with praise. There's nothing wrong with being comfortable with worship. I love worship. I love those last couple songs we sing where things are just, man, it's just me and God in this room. I don't care about anything else going on. I'm responding because you have done such a big work in my life, God. But I'm so afraid that we're so comfortable with this that we we neglect the praise part. You need praise in your life. You need it in your life. Here's what I know about praise. And if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down, please. All right, so we praise God for what he has done. We praise God for what he has done. That's why the first songs we sing, when we get up here, those songs are typically directed at man, Our God has done great things. Look at these things that he's done. Isn't that awesome? Isn't this cool, right? That's why we do that is because praise is about what God has done. Worship is about who he is. God, you are the way maker. You're the miracle worker. You're our light in the darkness, God. That is who you are. That's that's why we sing these songs the way that we do is because praise is about what God's done. Worship is about who he is. Let me say it another way. Praise is horizontal. Believe it or not, praise is not even really singing to God. We're singing it to you. Can you believe that God did this? Isn't that awesome? Man, we're singing it to each other because praise is something that we cannot do alone. We have to do it with other people. Worship can be done without you. I don't need you to worship. But man, I need you to praise. I need you in this room to praise. You need us in this room to praise. It's about us coming together. It's about being together and saying these things as one, going, man, isn't God awesome? I need to hear that today. Don't you need to hear that? Come on. It's about us getting praise is horizontal. Worship is vertical. Worship is us singing to God. God, you're so amazing. God, thank you so much. I love you so much. That's what worship is. But sometimes we can get so focused right here that we miss this whole point that praise is horizontal. Let me say it another way. Worship is a response. God, you have done something amazing in my life. Let me tell you, man, anytime I get down about something, I I have a little office downstairs, um, and I come here throughout the week and work and and get away from people sometimes and pray and write and stuff. And uh, But anytime I feel down, anytime I'm discouraged about something, uh, regarding the church or something like that, and uh, something doesn't work out the way we wanted it to or whatever it is, I come up in this room and I go, God, this is a miracle. This room, I don't know if you know it, you're sitting in a miracle right now. And I say, God, thank, look, look at what he did. And I respond because look at what he's done. God, thank you so much for doing this. It's so easy to just get short-tracked, right? But praise, worship is a response, but praise is a choice. Praise is a choice. Praise is not something that you naturally want to do. Worship is something you're always doing. Praise is not something that you naturally want to do. So my goal today is I want to talk you into becoming a person that loves praise. Will y'all let me do that for a second? 
Come on, will y'all let me do that for a second? There we go. I need something. All right, so we're going to get started. We're about to dive into the deep end. Y'all ready for this? We're going to go through a little bit of some stuff, and then y'all going to have a little Hebrew lesson in a little bit. Is that cool? We're going to learn some fun words and what they mean, all right? So, and if I can remember it, any of you guys can remember it. I promise you that, okay? So the first thing is this. Praise focuses on God and not me. Praise, it focuses on God and not me. Here's what I know. And if you go on the internet for five seconds, if you open up TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, you will know what I'm talking about. This is the most narcissistic culture we've ever had, right? People are selfish. They're only looking out for themselves, right? If, okay, if you don't believe me, get on Vietnam vets at rush hour. You will learn this. Get in the car with me at any time and you will learn this. I, when I'm driving, everyone else is wrong, okay? I'll just tell you, no one else can drive like me. Uh, that's how I think. But here's the deal. Praise gets the focus off of you and puts it where it needs to be, which is on God. It says this in Psalm 50. Those who sacrifice thank offerings, they honor me. When we can sacrifice our praise, when we can bring God an offering of praise, it honors him. It takes the focus off of you and it puts it on him. Here's the second thing. Praise reminds me of the eternal and not the temporal. It reminds me of the eternal, not the temporal. In, in fact, sometimes when you praise, the things that you're praising about, the things that you're saying aren't even true in your life yet. God, I love you. Thank you so much. You've provided for me. Thank you. Sometimes, some of you don't even believe that when you're singing it, but that's okay. It's okay. You don't have to believe it when you're singing it because guess what? Actions lead, feelings follow, right? It'll become true. Declare it with your mouth. God, I praise you. I thank you. Thank you for this building that we get to meet in. God, thank you that I got to go to a job that I even hate today, right? Thank you that I got to, you provided me with this job so I can make an income, right? You can praise God and not even believe it yet. But praise reminds me of the eternal and not the temporal. Here's what it says in 2 Corinthians. Paul wrote this. God, we were talking about earlier. He said, we are hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but not abandoned. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. Man, some, I can't say this verse a lot of times because when I get pressed on every side, when I start feeling the pressure of life, man, I can crumble a lot of times. But how did Paul get there? It says this a little bit later on in the chapter. It says, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So here's, I want you to listen to this. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Listen, we're going to an eternal home one day. We're going to go to heaven one day. I believe that with my whole life. When you die, if you have Jesus in your heart, you are going to go to heaven. And I want to think about that. I want to think about where I'm going and not where I've been. You, some of you, you need to think about where you're going and not where you've been this week. Some of you, you come in and you talk about your problems and, and all these things. And we love to hear that. We want to pray for those things. But some of you need to start telling your problem how big your God is. You need to start praising. You need to start choosing to do that instead of talking about the problems that you came in here with. This, the next thing is this. Praise is outward. It's not inward. Worship is inward. Worship, I love worship. I love what it does inside of my life. 
But worship is inward. Praise is outward. It always has an expression tied to it. We're going to talk about that in a second. It says this in Hebrews 13. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. I love it. It says a sacrifice of praise. It's a sacrifice because you're not going to want to naturally do it. There's something you got to give up to praise. Sometimes, most of the time, it's our pride. If we can just kind of get outside of ourselves and out of our pride, we'll praise. It's a sacrifice of praise. And, and it talks about it needs to be open, openly profess his name. It needs to be public, unashamed, all in. I don't care what these people think of me. I'm going to praise you because I know who you are. Man, that's where we got to be. And uh, like I told you before, um, I've grown up leading worship. Um, and I've done it, how long How long ago did I do it? It's a long time, over half my life, been leading worship. Uh, I forget, I'm getting older. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Um, and I have probably led worship thousands of people, probably hundreds of thousands of people. I've seen what I'm about to tell you happen a ton, all right? But this is typically how it goes with somebody. I love watching people and watching people praise for the first time. I love watching God kind of get a hold of people for the first time because they walk in and they're doing this. They ain't gonna, they're not going to do anything. They see craziness happening around the people, lifting their hands, shouting, singing real loud, and they're like, these people are weird, right? But they keep coming back, and God starts to like do something in their life a little bit. And they come in and they start doing this. They get that foot going a little bit, right? And, it, and all of a sudden, they're going to walk in the next day. I see it the next week. They're like, you know what? I'm going to get the little two-step going, all right? I'm going to sway a little bit. It's working its way up, right? All right. Next week, they come back. They just start here. They start like this. Now they're here a little bit, right? They're going like this. And one, I've seen this a thousand times. I'm going to hit them with the hand. All right? I'm going to, hit, I'm going to do the hand thing. I'm going to do the hand thing. Pop. That's what they do right there. That's it. That's all they got. And they're going. And next time they come back, they're going to give a couple little pops, right? Next time, they're going to hold the baby. Hold the baby. They're going to do that, right? And then before you know it, God starts to change their life. And before you know it, they're like, woo, come on. I need some of this, right? And they, they go all in. Because they've experienced the freedom that comes with praise. I want to encourage you. Skip the toe tapping. Skip the swaying. Get right to here. This is where God wants you. I know that because it's in his word. We're going to talk about that in a second. But it doesn't work until you go all in with it. And I don't think you need to come in here speaking in tongues and doing cartwheels down the aisle. I'm not saying that. Okay? I'm not saying that. But I do believe praise is meant to be enthusiastic. It's supposed to be a little rowdy. Here's what it says. Uh, we're, in a couple of weeks, we're actually going to be celebrating Palm Sunday. Y'all know what Palm Sunday is? The Sunday before Jesus rose from the dead, okay? Sunday before Easter. It's called that because on this Sunday in the Bible, Jesus rolls into town. And they put him on a donkey. And he comes into town, and these people have seen Jesus do miracle after miracle. They have seen Jesus do the unthinkable. He stood up to the people that nobody liked, all the religious people, and they loved it. They loved Jesus. So he comes in riding on this donkey, and they tore palm trees off the trees, and they were putting them down, and they were waving them. They were going crazy. Here's what the Bible says, Luke chapter 19. 
right at the crest where the Mount of Olives begins to descend, the whole crowd of disciples, which was more than just the 12, by the way, this is not just talking about the 12. Jesus had a massive following by this point. The whole crowd of disciples burst into enthusiastic praise. Y'all hear that? Enthusiastic praise over all the mighty works that they, uh, that they have witnessed. They say these amazing things, but then look, let's skip down a little bit. It says, uh, some of the Pharisees, okay, these are the religious people. They were the people that made sure everyone was all neat and tidy. They didn't like Jesus coming in and destroying the things that they have kind of built. They were, they were the people in the church that you don't like, okay? They were the people that were made sure that, man, I can't believe he did that. Uh, you're going to pay for that one, right? Like these are the religious people. Here's what they say. They said, teacher, get your disciples under control. They're praising a little too loud. They're getting a little too crazy. This guy's, you know, dancing around without a shirt on. Like, what is he doing, right? Like, he, they, he doesn't, they don't like how rowdy it's getting. Let me tell you, the devil is trying to control you. Some religious people in your brain, man, what is this person going to think if I start praising? Well, let me tell you, here's what Jesus says at the end of this. He says, if they kept quiet, the stones would do it for them, shouting a praise. Jesus is saying, listen, what they're doing is what everybody should be doing when they're praising. That's what praise looks like. And if they don't do it, something will, because that's what Jesus deserves. That's what joy looks like. That's what it looks like when we choose praise. Man, we choose to give God everything. We choose to lay down our pride. You know, one of the fascinating things about the Bible, I told you you're going to get a Hebrew lesson. So here it comes. Y'all buckle up. I'm going to try to make this fun, Okay. The Hebrew language, which is what the Old Testament was written in, has four times the amount of words as the English language. Okay, so four times the amount of words. So really, when you read a sentence in Hebrew, it's not reading words. It's really painting a picture. They have four times the amount of words. So they can paint this elaborate picture with their words in order to really encapsulate what words and what things they're trying to say. It's really beautiful how, how it works. Uh, in fact, praise is so important to God that in the Hebrew Bible, which is the Old Testament, the largest book in your Bible is Psalms. There, it's a whole book about praise. That's how important it is. The problem is, is that when we translate that from Hebrew into English, we only get one word for praise. All right, so God, I praise you with my lips. That's one word. In the Hebrew language, there are seven words for praise. They all mean something a little different. So what are those seven words? I'm so glad you asked. We're going to work through them. All right, here we go. The first one, Hallel. Y'all say Hallel. Come on, y'all say Hallel. It means to rave, to boast, to celebrate, to be clamorously foolish. How many of y'all have ever been to a Titans game or a UT game at Neyland Stadium? Come on. Any of y'all ever been to a game? Have you ever been to a high school football game, Beach, Hendersonville, something, right? Okay. What happens when the Titans win on a last-second touchdown? Hallel, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That place, there was one time, Stephanie and I, we, we uh, ended up going to, a, a, I think Jeremy, your dad, gave us tickets to this game. We go to this game, and uh, we get there at halftime. Stephanie was so mad. She hates going to these things. And uh, so we get there at halftime. All of a sudden, Vince Young, you remember him? Okay. He gets the ball at the one-yard line. Less than a minute to go, the dude goes 99 yards, and we score at the last second right in the end zone where we were. And I'm t there was some Hillel going on right there. I was hugging strangers, man. I was going crazy. It was clamorously foolish. 
and you laugh about it now. But we will, it's so hard for us to be Hallel when it comes to things of God. Man, some of you don't want to be loud. You don't want to boast. You don't want to rave. You don't want to go crazy. But you'll do it at a stadium. It says this in Psalm 35, I will thank you in front of the great assembly. I will praise. I will Hallel you before all people. Man, I don't care who's in front of me. I'm going to get a little crazy. All right, Hallel. And that's where we get the word Hallelujah. All right. I don't know if you knew that. That's where you get the word hallelujah. All right. Number two, yada. Y'all say yada. yada. Not Yoda. Yoda's a little green dude from Star Wars. This is yada. This means to acknowledge in public. Praise is not something to be kept inside. I can't keep, I can't contain my love for my family. I love my wife. I love my kids. And if you ask me about it, I'm going to straight up tell you, I don't care who it is. That's how we should be, Right. We need to publicly declare our love for God. What if I told Stephanie, when I leave the house, I'm gonna leave this on my nightstand, okay? I don't need it because I love you in my heart, baby. I don't need people to know that I love you, right? I, just, I love you on the inside. Would that go well? I'd be on the couch. We have a pretty comfortable couch, though. So. Uh, but I'd be on the couch. I'd be on the couch, because I, I love Stephanie. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm going to tell everybody. And some of you, you need to yada God in public. I love God. He's done so many wonderful things about me. It says this in Psalm 138, I will praise, I will yada you, O Lord, with all my heart, with all that I am, publicly declare. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to praise you. All right, number three, Barak. Y'all say Barak. All right, some of y'all are trembling because y'all don't like Obama, all right? But Barack, all right, so you can remember it, Barack. And this means to bless by kneeling or bowing. And it not only means to physically do this, right? It's okay to come in here and kneel and praise, but it also paints a pretty awesome picture that we are to kneel in front of God and praise him and bow before him and expect him. This is what the picture is actually being painted for us with this word. We're to kneel before God, expecting him to give us things that we don't have yet. So if you come in and you barack here, you kneel before God and you say, God, I am here for you. He will give you joy, something you don't currently already have. He will give it to you. It says this in Psalm, where are we at? 103. Praise, Barak the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Number four, Zamar. Y'all say Zamar. Making music to God with strings, all right? That's why Josh is here. Josh comes and he plays the guitar over here, all right? We, we do that. And uh, we, we love, I love, I play the guitar. I love the guitar. That's why we do it. It says this in Psalm 92. It is good to praise. It is good to Zamar to praise him with some stringed instruments to the Lord. And make music to your name, O Most High. It says this in Psalm 150. Praise or Zamar him with a tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings and a flute. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. I love it. It says with a tambourine and dancing. It would do a lot of you, it would do some of you a lot of good just to get some space in between your feet and the floor. You know what I'm saying? Just to jump a little bit, get a little excited in here. I'm telling you, it's awesome. Uh, a lot of churches around here, Baptist churches especially, they don't like dancing. But man, we love dancing up in here. I think we can celebrate. God tells us, we're gonna praise you by celebrating. A lot of churches don't like dancing because they believe it's gonna lead to premarital sex, but uh, not the other way around. Sorry, that's a bad joke. No one's laughing. I thought that'd be a lot funnier than it was. Moving on, number five. All right, 
Y'all say this, Shabak. To address in a loud tone or to shout. Come on, somebody make some noise real quick. There we go. When your team scores a touchdown, it just comes, you Shabak, right? When Vince Young, God bless his heart, wherever he is right now. Man, we went crazy. Some of you will drive three hours. You'll go to Neyland Stadium. Then you'll spend three hours outside of the stadium eating food. Spend three more hours inside the stadium just so that you can Shabak with people, right? But it's hard to get you in the door and sing to God a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Not you, Jordan. I'm not talking to you. I'm just saying, generally speaking. Here's what it says in Psalm 63. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise, I will shabak you as long as I live. And in your name, I'll lift up my hands. I will, shab- I will shout. Man, sometimes God's just so good, you gotta give him a woo. I do that sometimes. In my car, something good will happen. I'll just shout. I yell probably more than anyone that I, she's rolling her eyes, she knows. I'll, when I'm stretching, I'll yell. I just like yelling. Sometimes you just gotta shabak. All right, number six, toda. Y'all say toda. Toda, come on, toda. That, that's where we get the hand thing. That's where we lift our hands in adoration. When, our, when I come home, I haven't been home in a few days, and I've been gone on a trip, this is what my kids do. They see dad and little Lucy, she'll come, she's so short and little, she'll come running in there, and she does this, and I'll pick her up, right? Man, some of you need to toda. Lift your hands. God, I, you are awesome. Thank you. It says this in Psalm 50. He who offers praise, he who offers toda to me, and to him that orders his conversation right, will I show the salvation of God. God likes it. God likes it when we do it. That's why we do it. Hand thing might seem weird, but God loves it. And guess what? What's the sign for a touchdown? Come on. A little toda, or sabak, I'm sorry. No, tabak, toda, I'm right, okay. All right, the next one's my favorite. Tehillah, not tequila. But it does lead to the same thing, all right? Exuberant singing, all right? Tehillah, okay? And the verse is even funnier. It says this, I will extol the Lord at all times, and his Tehillah will always be on my lips, right? Uh, that means exuberant singing. We're going to get excited. We're going to get loud when we sing. That's why we turn the music up a little bit in here. I know it's not the biggest crowd in the world. There's not 10,000 people in here. But we turn the music loud so we can sing loud. Some of you won't sing if you can hear yourself sing, all right? I know this. But I want you to sing, and I don't want anyone, I want you to be embarrassed. So we turn it up a little bit so, so you don't have to hear yourself sing. You can, you can do a little bit of tequila in Jesus' name. You know what I'm saying? And I know you're laughing, and this has been kind of fun, but I'm serious. Praise is a choice you make. It makes God happy. Not only does it make God happy, it makes you joyful. And I know some of you need to experience some joy. And if you're not experiencing joy, then maybe you're not experiencing any praise. And you can choose to do these things. And here's the, I don't need to convince you. You know that it's true. You know that when you praise, something changes inside your heart. Let's pray. God, we love you. God, we praise you. God, I thank you 
so much for the things. I thank you that we were sitting inside this air-conditioned building that was free to us to use in a time where churches just can't find a place to meet that don't have a building. And here we are. God, thank you for this. God, I thank you for this team. These people that you have put together, the people that are sitting in these seats that have come here from all different walks of life and they come here to praise you, to make a difference in this community, God, I thank you for that. I praise you for that, God. I praise you that whenever I'm struggling with something, whenever we're struggling with something, we can come to you and we can experience a joy and a peace that surpasses all understanding, a peace that doesn't even make sense to us. God, I praise you that you are the provider. God, you created the entire universe, God. I I thank you that I can come to you with a request and you'll hear it. And God, you'll answer that prayer. Sometimes it's not the way I want it to be answered, but you answer the prayer. And God, I thank you that you work all things for good for those that love you. I praise you tonight, God. I thank you. I pray for our church, God, that our our church be known as a place of praise, a place where people can come and they can let loose. They can praise you because of the great things that you have done. God, I thank you so much for the joy that that brings. God, I know that when your word tells us that when we put on the garment of praise, I thank you that the spirit of heaviness has to leave. And so, God, I pray you help us put on this garment of praise. Jesus, we love you. We thank you so much. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, a couple things really quick before we leave, all right? We're about to wrap it up here. Uh, Next week, I need y'all to help me out. Can y'all help me out next week? We here? Y'all need to come back next week and get ready to get your praise on, all right? You have no excuse now. You know how to praise. All right, it doesn't have to look good. All I ask is that you don't do anything crazy. All right. Don't, don't go crazy, but hey, let's get our praise on in here. I think it's gonna be fun. Um, and so, Hey, tomorrow, don't forget, we're going to be doing give a meal here. What time are we starting? We're going to be starting three 30 right here in the parking lot. We need people to pray for people. We pray for every car that comes into this parking lot. That's the first thing they, they get when they get here, they pull in, we say, Hey, thank you so much for coming. How can we pray for you today? And in that moment, they think they're coming to get food, but what they didn't know is that they were going to come and be prayed for. And God's going to start working their lives. I cannot tell you how many people, whenever that happens, they go, Oh, uh, well, and then they start to open up and share their life with us. It's truly a powerful thing. We need people to do that. We need people to get in the trailer and hand out the boxes when they get here. We need people in the parking lot that's going to point them in the right direction and, uh, and do that sort of thing. So if you can help, if you can ask off work, we're doing that in the next 10 weeks. If you can ask off work in a couple weeks and be here, it would be awesome. All right? Am I missing anything else? Hey, we love you so much. Thanks for coming. Y'all are dismissed, and we'll see you next week at 4.